Whatever, bro. It's making fun of me because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> So I've got a bad, really, really bad memory, so I can't remember exactly what I said on Monday. <laughs> He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Chase, this is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. Here we are. Welcome back. Chapter 8, Sonder Stories. I am joined today by Luke Shropshire. Most of you know Luke already, especially if you've listened to the podcast. Luke, say hey. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, today we are going to be talking about a beer that's been with us pretty much from the beginning. Uh, it's gone off uh, the board from time to time as it's, as it's sold out and continues to make its way back as it's become a little bit of a fan favorite. It holds a special place in my heart uh, that I'll talk a little bit about today. Uh, and Luke will be able to talk a little bit more about the beer side of it. But what we're talking about today is Voss. We're talking about our Kolsch, our German Kolsch. And uh, it's number one on the board every time you walk in. We also happen to have a pretty fun version of that beer that's joining our lineup today as well. That will be pretty, uh, pretty exciting for people, I think. It's a little bit different than anything we've had up there before. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Let's get into the beer first. So, Luke, we'll, we'll have you kind of dive in. What makes this beer true to style? What makes it true to form, to being a German Kolsch, and then what is it that, that makes it so drinkable and crushable for folks? Um, so Voss, starting off, um, I guess when you want to make, we make it more realistic to the style, you got to start with the correct yeast. Um, so the yeast that we're using um, is a German Kolsch-style yeast, so um, it is going to produce the fruity esters that are you know, necessary, such as uh, light apple esters, um, and helps kind of bring out that bready, crackery malt character. This recipe isn't too difficult. Uh, I believe it's a blend of uh, two own pills and then some specialty malts in there to kind of amplify some of the uh, crackeriness. Um, traditional, just step mash, um, water, and boil. Uh, nothing too specific on that side. We use uh, I think a little bit of Cascade and Hallertal hops just to kind of make it a little traditional. And then we'll do a, a pretty just traditional uh, fermentation around, I think it's about 16 Celsius, so that's going to be around 62 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, so a little bit cooler. And we'll just do a small little free rise on that to kind of get a little bit of that ester profile. So again, like I was saying in the beginning, uh, that light apple characteristic that's uh, traditional to cultures in Kern. Other than that, nice little long lager time. And then, as always, uh, spunding the beer or trying to recapture as much of the CO2 that's produced during the uh, fermentation process to get a natural carbonation. I think the thing I love the most about Voss versus some other cultures that I've had domestically is how crushable it is uh, and, and, and low bitterness. That, that's what it reminds me of uh, some other Germanic-style Kolsch's is just how clean and crisp and crushable yeah. this beer is. I, th- I think as we, as we gear into spring and summer here, this is a beer that I think will continue to be a runner for us. Yeah, no, same, same here. It is different. I, I would attest a lot of it to um, the attention to detail that we have on our yeast uh, strains that we use um, and you know, making sure we're not rushing them and making sure we're always hitting the proper cell counts. Um, I believe that's uh, why we always have a... <laughs> Sorry, the guys are blowing down a tank downstairs a little loud. Yeah, don't, don't be distracted by the 
incredible noise in the background. Usually, <laughs> we, we try to plan these podcasts when we're not doing anything in production, but I've been down and out with the flu for the past four days, and so we're kind of on the fly here. We try to record them the day before they go out, and it is today, Tuesday, and April 2nd, and, and as you're listening to this, we're recording it on the same day, and what that means is we're in the middle of production, and there's all sorts of stuff going on in the background. Yes, so luckily a lighter day than usual, so not too loud. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this. But, uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying, you know, just proper uh, care of the yeast and just making sure it's happy you know, is, is why I believe we're, we're getting it out. Uh, the seller side, we always take more priority on to make sure we're always, um, always checking everything, pH levels and whatnot, making sure we're not having any uh, tolerances or any creep from that that could, uh, you know, hurt the foam stabilization or, I'm sorry, the foam stability or uh, any flavor like that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's <laughs> – you, you just spoke all these – all of these uh, technical terms to me there, and I wanted to say something to piggyback off of it. I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the name. The name Voss is my wife's maiden name. So it's the last name of uh, my in-law, Steve and Jody Voss, who were incredibly integral to not only uh, my life to where it is today, but also to Sonder getting started, um, both from, a, from a, a support level and just from emotionally to, to every, everywhere that, that we could be. So this, this name pays homage uh, to my wife and to, to Steve and Jody and, and to their entire Voss family, uh, but also happens to be the first name of my fourth child, our, our first son. So uh, we named him Voss after the family, and now uh, we were able to name one of our beers after all of them. So uh, it, it holds a special place in my heart. Hopefully it's a beer that sticks around, and uh, we think it's going to be. I, I think yeah. from a production standpoint, it makes sense for it to be. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is, is one of our top-selling beers every time that it's on. So there's definitely opportunity for that, but um, it, that's where... That's where the, the backstory of that comes from. And from a production standpoint, the, the, the base beer uh, is something that allows us to do a lot of stuff with. So one of the other beers that is incredibly well-received in the market or has been so far is Cato, which we'll talk about in the future as well. I would love to get uh, Brad and Jen on here and, and talk a little bit about the backstory of that one. But... This beer lends itself into to that beer as well, um, and a beer that we have coming out today yes. that uh, we've we've just on the board we've called it Fruited Voss, right? Um, which uh, we think could be a future series where we take uh, our base Kolsch beer, our base Voss, and we throw some adjuncts into it, and we get a small, very limited run mm-hmm. of of a beer where we add some, some stuff to it. Um, talk a little bit about that beer, Luke, and, and yeah. what's coming out today. Yeah, so um, this idea probably happened maybe a month ago, and so originally it was supposed to be fruited. Uh, I forget the exact fruits, but um, towards the end we kind of nixed that. Um, I had always been wanting to do a beer with cucumber. Um, to be honest, I really wanted to do a beer with cucumber and mint, but we couldn't really figure out how the mint would really interplay with the beer. 
Um, so we went with uh, lime. We'll have to do that one on a really small batch. Yeah, very tiny. <laughs> Can't <laughs> don't know how that was going to turn out, but uh, so we went ahead and went with lime. Uh, so we did a cucumber lime kolsch. So really, we just peeled off maybe about five or six barrels of our uh, vase, um, sent it to a bright tank, and then on top of uh, I'm sorry, in the bright tank we just took. Uh, uh, I forget the exact amount, but you know, X amount of you know cubed uh, cucumbers and um, sliced up limes, and then we let it sit on the beer for about 24 to 36 hours, and then after that, um, carved it up a little bit more and then caked it off. Um, cool thing about this beer is uh, it brings out another side of the cucumber that you're not really typically used to. Um, you know, it, it gives off such a fragile uh, aromatic of watermelon um, and, you know, uh, honeydew melon, just, you know, the green spots of those uh, versus kind of that, you know, when you think cucumber, you kind of think more towards the pickle side, which is not what we're, not what we were going for and not what the beer speaks of. Yeah, I was, you know, I would have never thought of that until your girlfriend Haley had mentioned that that, that was some of the concern, and I will tell you, I don't get that at all. Yeah. I don't get any, any sense of that pickle, which I'm really excited about. This, this beer is really fun. It's, it's incredibly different. It's incredibly unique. You get, a li- you get a lot of that cucumber up front, and then that lime and sea salt just kind of right. cleans it out at the end. And I, I, I got to tell you, it's, it was a labor of love getting there. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> It was fun just peeling them right in the morning. It was the uh, opening day, so we had, a, we had to go pretty quickly because we were doing it in the tap room just to, you know, for ease with tables and all. Um, so jammed those out real fast and then sliced them up, uh, the lemon, I'm sorry, the limes. But uh, to what Justin said also, um, there is a little salt in there. So don't, uh, like, I want to picture it as, like, a goza or anything like that. The salt's mainly just for a salinity backbone, just to kind of give it a little bit more body. Um, the colch that we have right now, obviously, is, like, crisp and refreshing. Um, but I felt like with the adjuncts added, when you're getting a little bit of the acid from the limes, um, it's kind of cutting through some of that mouthfeel. And I believe with just a little touch of salt, um, it could, you know, amplify the, the overall body, the boost up the, the, what is it, the texture of the beer itself, more, more dense, and then to amplify more of a body. So threw a little bit of that in there, and it, it really rounded it out and gave it a nice little kick. It's going to be fun to see what, what happens with that beer and how quickly, how quickly that beer kind of runs out here. I, I, I hope we see a similar thing to that that we did with Coconut Tears, which yes. obviously your, your hands were behind as well. So it'll be fun to see what, what happens with this. And, and as time goes on, some of the other uh, adjuncts and, and flavors that we're able to throw into Voss and see what happens. Thank you, yes. Luke. Thank you for uh, having me. Thanks for popping on quickly here under short notice. Of course. And um, making sure that we could, we could wrap this up. I want to toast now to the Voss family, to Steve and Jody. Thank you to, uh, to, to Liz, to Luke, <laughs> to, to the entire Voss family uh, that inspired this name and to my son. For all of you listening, thank you so much. And um, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Cheers.